Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 72. I'm your host, Octavius St. Newman. I am the creator of Barefruit, and I am here with my co-host, Adam Jenkins Tetris. Hey, Adam Jenkins Tetris. Let me get some of that Wonder Woman money. Yeah, I mean... Let me get a little bit of that. You part of the family. I'm trying to get that Themyscira dollars. Yeah. Give me some of that them Amazon fun bucks. Well, if, you, if you're if the god killer, then you know there's oh. something a little special in it for you. I didn't want to be too cocky. You know, I feel right. like if my nickname was god killer, that would say something about my personality, the way yeah. that I perceive myself. Yeah. And I, I, maybe I could say, look, it's not me. It's you know, my, my mom gave this to me, Hippolyta. I, I got he, it from my taking mom. up with her. I got just, it from my mama. Yeah. Listen, they just say humility is seeing yourself rightly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't boasting if it's true. You know what I mean? That's right. You know That's right. Saying? That's yeah. right. I'll take it either way. I will take it. Octavius A. Newman, how are you, sir? I'm good. And I don't want to dig too much into uh, the uh, Wonder Woman comments because, you know. No, we got that. We covered black, it. Blackout. But for those of you that have not yet listened, we did do a one-shot movie review on Wonder Indeed. Woman. It is in our feed wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to this, whether it be SoundCloud, iTunes, Overcast. Where else they got podcasts? Where they at? Where they at? Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in these streets. You in know? these streets. Uh, of course. However you get them. Go check that whatever out. Plays, whatever plays MP3s, and that's virtually everything now. Mm-hmm. Uh, iPod, Real Player. Zoom. Um, you got yeah. that Zoom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, we might even have some cassette desk, cassette tapes. I got the cassette, cassette on deck. Got the I got cassette that. in the deck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some of those. So, yeah, go check that out. Um, yeah. Let us know what your letter grade is, A, B, C, D, or F. If you haven't listened mm-hmm. to that yet, go give that a listen. And also, listen, mm-hmm. hop in hop in on our, on our Instagram um, comments. Let us know what your letter grade is. Hit us up on Twitter. I am at Octavius A. Newman. Adam, you are? Adam Tetris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. Yeah, and let us know what your letter grade for Wonder Woman is. That's what's up. Yeah, we so, got a lot of people sending us messages about that. Actually, the letter grade is 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 going, and mm-hmm. I see a lot of different letter grades. Yeah, I mean, like it is not it is not unanimous. It is not all the same. I also, I also get a lot of heat for my letter grades on basically everything. How, really? Oh yeah. I mean, we got an Instagram comment today, and somebody's just put me on blast for the way I feel about Superman Returns. I say, hey, <laughs> didn't you see that part with a bullet? Come on, man. That's not that's did not you, enough. Did you, that didn't you see that? Okay, look, maybe that's you got to look at that. You got to see that movie again because once you see that scene, you, you say, can just YouTube that scene, and that's that is the best part of the movie. <laughs> that's all that they have to offer to you. The only thing I can remember, but I stand by it. Yeah, but I stand by it. So yeah, hit us up. Also, get you. I think it'd be cool to get some phone calls and leave some voicemails of what your letter grade is. So two one five nine four eight two seven four two. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know what you thought of Wonder Woman. Give us your letter grades and explain a little bit. But don't be on there for seventeen minutes. Okay, telling us what you think, because then we can't put it on the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we're appreciating hearing back from you guys. Thank you guys for listening to that. Share it with a friend. Share it with somebody who um, has seen Wonder Woman. Not someone who hasn't seen it yet, because y'all know how we get down. No, stay black. That's that's the point. Blackout that congregation. Is the po- that is the point of the mission. Stay black. Blackout congregation. That's right. <laughs> All right, we so got a lot of we got a lot of news to chew through today because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you knew this, Octavius, but Comic Book Junto, we missed a week. We did. We missed a week, we but we, we're making up for it, right? We we've had a little bit of a marathon week this mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. so we, we're doing a lot of shows. We have something coming for you soon. Something special. Something something. It's a little bit old and a little bit new. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Silver and gold. Yeah, that's little, right. A little bit old, a little bit new. So mm-hmm. we're going to break down what this episode is going to be like. Um, so we're, we're really just going to dedicate this episode mostly to getting into the news. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk briefly about our books of the week, which is going to be Batman number, what is it? What number is that? 24. 24 and extremity number four. But we're not going to do talk back in this episode. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to do talk back in this episode because we got a special thing that we're going to be doing moving forward. You want to break it down for him, Adam? Yeah, we actually did an entire episode dedicated to talk back. And we call it the Ask CBJ episode. Yes. So we have a, we got our regular episodes. We got one shot. We got origin stories, and, uh, CBJ origins. And mm-hmm. then we have a Ask CBJ episode in which we ruffle through the mailbag. We find some of the voicemails, emails, yeah. tweets, Instagrams, Adams put on blast, whatever we can respond to. Right. What, whatever we can respond to when we do a whole episode of just that. Yeah, because we, we found that we weren't given, we weren't, um, we, we get a lot of messages and we're not able yeah. to get to all of them because we only have so much time in one session to record all that stuff. So mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about, talk about it and just give it a whole episode to it. So if you guys like it, again, hit us up on Twitter. Let at, us know. At Adam Tedders, at Octavius A. Newman. Um, send us an email, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. And let us know what your thoughts are. That's right. Also, leave us a voicemail, too. That's right. But for now, let's get into this news. Yeah, so- we have a lot to talk about because we have last week. We have everything that's happening this week. But in spite of that, I'm just saying this to be thankful and honest. Nothing major. You know, like sometimes we're like, damn, did you see did you see the homecoming trailer? Did you see the the news about who's playing uh, uh, Cable? I mean, in this one, I feel like, what are we talking about? Green Green Ranger. What do you mean? Nothing major happened. There's fights happening everywhere. Uh, Okay, we you know what? We are going to start this episode and Flash Gordon got into a fight at Comic Con. (laughs) You got something major happened? Well, okay, here's what's happening. Here's what's truly happening. And if this is major, correct me the if I'm Hulk wrong. The Hulk and Flash Gordon. Two 60-year-old men right. at a at a Comic-Con yes. in the United Kingdom uh-huh. started puffing their chests at one another, telling right. one another to go home. You're winding me up, You're Sam Jones. You're winding me up. Yeah, and uh, for whatever reason, I do not understand why, but for whatever reason... The Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno, mm-hmm. and Flash Gordon himself, mm-hmm. Sam Jones, mm-hmm. almost got into a scuffle at Comic-Con Yo. in front of the adoring public. That is worth the price of admission. But I, a true hero saved the day. Adam, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. I had the phone out. Uh-huh. I would have been on Instagram Live. I would have got my wife's phone out. We would have been <laughs> on Facebook Live. Okay. I would have been, yeah. ye- been yelling <laughs> world star. World okay. star. I've been like, let's go. We've always <laughs> wanted to see this. The people we watched on TV, I would have been egging it on. You scared to hit him. He said, he said, you won't hook out. Oh, he said, don't make me angry. You would like, me. oh, you, you scared of him because he's angry? Definitely mm-hmm. would have been me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you, Look, what, what would you, uh, I, I want to know, let's just talk about this. All right. The Incredible we'll, we'll, Hulk and Flash Gordon are in front of your face. Yes. They are well past their prime. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> And they're about to exchange in about a fisticuffs. What mm-hmm. is your reaction? Ah, uh, yeah. I want to say that I'm the good guy here. I want to say that I'm the good guy. Who's and I the good intervene. Guy? 
Well, you got the two good old guy, men getting ready to fist fight. How the do you good win? Guy, the good guy is is Darren Clements, who got in between these celebrities past their prime and said, gentlemen, 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 please, come on. What are we doing here? That's that's the good guy. But but I know that I'm going to pull out my phone and be like, are we, are we all seeing this? So you would have you 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 been fe- fr- uh, front-facing. You would have been like, come on, guys. Listen, you're, this on, is, you're on Facebook This is me. Lies. This is me. This is my morality fighting my intuition. Because uh-huh. like, on one side, I'm like, I just don't want to watch this train wreck unfold. I definitely on the other side, unfold. I, I don't know I if mean, I had right, the guts. I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I'm wrong. But inside, I'm like, I want to see this happen. But both of these guys are above six foot in their 60s. Mm-hmm. What What's going on? What happened to set them off? Why? They were winding like, each how, other how up, like they not, said. How can we not coexist in Comic-Con? If we can't coexist in Comic-Con, wh- where? <laughs> if, if, if you can't go to Comic-Con, then where can you go? That's what I'm saying. I think we're going to see some of that actually uh, in New York. In October, when you have somebody, I guarantee you this, someone's going to be rolling up cosplay as Hydra Cap. Somebody mm, else is going to mm, be like, uh-uh, mm. and it's it's about to go down. And I pray that they are both in cosplay and it looks dope. Because that then it's you know not just a scuffle, then it is a, a battle. Then it is a, it is a secret it, war. It is a secret war, a secret empire. Listen, <laughs> bottom line, Sam Jones said, you winded me up, and Lou Frigno says, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And then they said... <laughs> You know, it's about to go down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hey, I-, I wish, you know, you want to be like, ah, I'm more mature than that. But I'm telling you, something inside me would have activated. Then I'd have been like, <laughs> I just want to see what happens. <laughs> you, just yeah. say, you know what? You start going, look, this ain't my business. But yeah. I will watch. You know, yeah. it's a spectacle. It just is. Like, just, it like is. Our next, just like our next, our next story. It is. Yeah. Well, okay. Look, you, you have the Conor McGregor news on lock. I don't even know if we updated the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather I mean, situation. Yeah, he's still talking. Is this fight going to happen? Who knows? Well, I thought it was confirmed. I mean, that's what they say, but we don't have a date yet. So once huh? we have a date, then, you know, we'll have something to talk about again. Until then, it's just talk. All right. Well, we so have somebody. Really happens. We have somebody new entering uh, uh, their name. A new name. challenger. A new challenger entering their name into the ring. And uh, not one I expected, although we touched about this previously. Mm-hmm, we talked mm-hmm. only a little bit. But the Green Ranger is, he's getting real. <laughs> the Green Ranger, ladies and gentlemen, Jason, Jason David Frank. Uh-huh. Okay. He, Green Ranger, White Ranger, you know, he's, he's someone from our childhood. And he wants to fight CM Punk. Now Why? you might <laughs> Why? Why? you might say, wait a minute, Jason David Frank is an actor. Yes. CM Punk is a pro wrestler. Look, hey, Green Ranger, Tommy, 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 you can't pull a Zord in here. Hey, that's against the rules. Hey. We do have some rules. Listen, you might be like, why do they want to fight? Well, here's the deal. If you don't know, CM Punk has fought in the UFC. That's right. If you don't know, Jason David Frank has fought. In mixed martial arts. Uh, no, I did not know that. Yes, yes. He okay. has some mixed martial arts background. So mm-hmm. these two guys fighting ain't that far off. Mm-hmm. So the whole conversation is, hey, look, you know, people want to see Floyd Mayweather and they want to see Conor McGregor fight. Jason David Frank is like, hey, look, why don't you put CM Punk and I in, in, the, in the octagon? Let us go at it. How All do you right. feel about this? Again, we're talking about people who are a little past their prime. Mm-hmm trying to engage in fisticuffs. Adam, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Talk about it. Tell me what's really going on deep down on the inside for you. Are you interested in this fight? I'm going to respond to this, and I'm, I'm actually going to take just a little bit of a tangent to explain my response. Okay. I read, I read Black Bolt number one mm-hmm. today. I read that. Well, you read it number right. one? You didn't read number two? No, I didn't pick up the first one. Okay. So I had to, I had to go what? back. I'm interested in it. Okay. And so I, I had to go back. Number two, did you? No, 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 no. But I wanted to pick up number two, so I picked up number one today, so I could catch up. I'm trying to just play a little catch up. And Black Bolt in this, Black Agar Boltagon, he says one word in this issue, and he that is my response. He says one word in issue number one, and that same word is my response. To the Green Ranger. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that word is? What's that? Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop with this. Why? I'm, I'm tired of this. This let is them, this, Let no, them look. fight. You want to see Can King I? Kong fight Godzilla, don't you? Yeah, but that's they're, they're made up. Let look, this them, is, they're made up too. CM Punk ain't let, real. Let them fight. Yeah, look, Green Ranger here, and the White Ranger just, ain't real. Let me just read you two quotes uh, uh, from, what's his name? Uh, Jason David Frank? Yes, Green Ranger. Uh, let me you read you. Green Ranger. Green Ranger. Let me let me give you two quotes from GR. One, I would love to fight CM Punk, and uh-huh. I've wanted to for a very long time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My response to that: What are you talking about? <laughs> and number two, first of all, is UFC, and you can't bully anyone in the UFC. All right. And second correct. of all, that's how stuff happens. I look at McGregor and Mayweather, and they're calling each other out. And sometimes it's just the hype. But we have no bad blood. It's just the industry. What Correct. are you talking about the industry? Yes. You're the Green Ranger. <laughs> well, come on. Okay. Green Ranger jokes aside, I think yeah, he's I right. You disagree? You disagree with him? I, I just, I'm not, I'm not interested. Pass. Hard pass. Do you want to see this fight go down? Absolutely. Why? Because it's a spectacle. It's the same reason I want to see Incredible Hulk and Flash Gordon fight. It is a spectacle. Put these gloves on. You know what I'm saying? Get weighed in. Go ahead and put the mouthpiece in and go ahead and get this money. Get this you got, pay-per-view you pop. You, you have a strange like promo idea. I hear the two fights Octavius wants to see. I want to see two oh. 60-year-old men battle each other. That's correct. And I want to see washed up Green Ranger fight. Uh, dude's got a Pepsi logo on his chest. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. It's, come on. I got other things. I got Fargo season to watch. Let I me got ask you a question. Things. Let me ask you a question books right now, and I want you to speak honestly and tell me the truth. Okay. Have you ever watched bum fights? No, 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 no. Bum fights hurts my heart. Okay. Have no. you ever watched any fights? Before, I like mean, like, are you boxing, talking about like in the square thai, circle? Yeah, I love boxing. Arts. Love boxing. And, okay, is there a level of entertainment that you get from it? Oh, by all means. That's when it. I watch athletes who train <laughs> to do these this. guys are athletes that train no! to do this. I I will not. I, I can't. I can't go on this journey with you. The one thing I that I can't. will say about you, okay, fine. You invite me over for this match, and that's fine. We, we, we do the pay per view, and we just we're gonna have to record it, right? But I'm just—that's <laughs> the sound of me snoring. I'm not in. The funny, the thing, the one thing I will say about this—that's a little ridiculous—is people are saying a little. <laughs> this is this out of everything going on. This is the part that's ridiculous to me. People saying that Jason David Frank is bullying CM Punk. That, uh, okay, now hold goodness. on. Now, hold on. These are grown men. Yes. That are mixed martial artists and fighters. You mm-hmm. can't bully another fighter. That's not how that's, bullying works. That's what Jason David Frank is saying. And that's yeah. what and that's the that's the biggest thing from bullying. You fight for money. Yeah. You, you, you that doesn't that doesn't carry over. That's not what bullying is. Mm-hmm. You talk tr- talking trash is a part of 
a combative sport when two people are going in to fight one another. This is Mm -hmm. a person who has fought in the UFC that he's talking to and saying, I want to fight you. Mm -hmm. I want to fight. Don't become a fighter if you don't want to fight. You know, no one, he's not saying, hey, you're some random guy who doesn't fight and I want to fight you. You're the right. one that found your way into the UFC. And I don't even think CM Punk, Punk is saying that he's bullying him. I think it's other folks that are just like, that's the part that's like, all right, guys, let's, let's, let's not do this. Let's not, let's not be ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is ridiculous. And also it is shameful to call that bullying because there's somebody getting bullied in high school right now. And you're like, you think? I'm sorry. You think getting called out by the Green Ranger is bullying? <laughs> I'm sorry. You thought that was bullying? No, but no, that, that's no. not. T- the thing. Tell that to my toilet soaked backpack. Yeah I, yeah. I think not. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on, on to, on to another person who is an actor who is doing something that we might not think that he normally does. Uh, Stephen Amell has run the Ninja Warrior course. Do you see this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, in fact. And I like, what was it? I think we saw the stunt woman for Superwoman. Yep. Also, uh, yep. for Supergirl, who also did the stunt course for American Ninja Warrior. And Stephen Amell, also coming from the DC Universe, the television DC Universe. Uh, he is uh, Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. And another, he killed another, it. Another green person. He killed it. He did great. Um, he, he did really well. I want to do Ninja Warrior. When I watch people it. do that, I, I want to do it. I just want to do it. Try it. Yeah, you think you, you think I would have what it takes? I can uh, do it. Not if you don't train. No, I don't think you have what okay. it takes coming off the right. couch. No. It's interesting. But agree to disagree. I, I don't know if you're her, but I'm, I'm the God killer. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> so that means I can expect to see when you go through the course, a lot of slow, slow motion and a lot of lightning. <laughs> Somebody, hey, A-Tet, tell me, what are you thinking? What's going through your mind before you get into this American Ninja Warrior right. uh, uh, obstacle course? Yeah, what, what's your Ares! process? I have to kill Ares! Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I'm just trying, because, to, I'm just trying uh, to bring happiness to people. It's got nothing to do with what's going on right now. But um, carry enough. on. Also, I don't want to break my wrist on that, like, uh, uh, on anything, really. That's that's my drive. Yeah, you, you want to keep your wrist intact. Don't you want to do Ninja Warrior when you watch this? Don't you want to try it? I mean, it does look like one of those things that seem cool, but I also know my current physical abilities, and I'm more apt to see... Because the thing... Okay, so the thing about Ninja Warrior is Mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with gymnastics, just moving your own body through Mm -hmm. space. And when you're a bigger guy like me, you know, husky guy gymnastics, those are tough. Yeah, you sure. You know what I'm saying? Like the amount of strength that you need to be able to move your body around when you're 200 plus pounds, sheesh. Sure. Like that's, that's a lot different than when you're 160, 70, 75 pounds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for a guy my size, like strongman is the stuff that I'm like, oh, yeah, I would love to be able to do that kind of stuff. But it's a, it's a, it's a bit of ways away from me. That's yeah, what I mean I when I say, like, you know, with knowing your ability, it's like, yeah, if you train for it, but if you just come off the couch, I mean, I don't yeah, care if you're big or small, if you come off the couch, it might be rough. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm interested, so I don't really know where you sign up. There's Run around a, on a course. So I mean, there's got to be some courses around Philadelphia. I imagine. Or just do parkour. That's, that's, that's what I got to start gotta doing. It's got to be hardcore, though. It's got to be hardcore parkour. parkour. I have right. to do hardcore parkour. That's the important part. Props to Stephen Mel. He's he he had a great run. He looked great. And I think he raised some money. 
Uh, oh, okay. For some sort of organization and doing it. I'm not quite sure, but I think that's what the whole point was of him doing it. I would hope that would be the case. Otherwise, you're just showing off. I mean, like, you're a Hollywood actor. You're amazing. Every episode of Green Arrow is this dude just doing CrossFit. I'm not doing mad. Hey, look, it's okay for you to go out there and show off. Do your thing if you want to. Yeah, I know. But, you know, if you have the power and privilege, then raise some money. You know, take a home for someone who can't. And I think that's what he did. Props. I like that. All right. Now. This story just came up out of nowhere as we were getting ready to record today. Some really, really good news. Some really, really interesting news. So I'm assuming you know who Michael B. Jordan is, Internet. Mm-hmm. Adam, do you know who Michael B. Jordan is? Absolutely. Internet, I'm assuming you know who Ryan Coogler is. And if you don't, let's talk about it. So Ryan, Ryan Coogler is the director of Fruitvale Station. He is the director of Creed. He is currently directing Marvel's Black Panther, which is going to be coming up February of 2018. I can't wait. Michael right. B. Jordan played, um, what starred in Fruitvale Station. He starred in Creed and he is playing a role in Black Panther. So, and Michael B. Jordan has also been Johnny Storm in that horrible Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he was in Friday Night Lights in the past, wasn't he? Wasn't he uh, Friday Night Lights? Uh, I don't know. I, I never know watched a, a TV show. I know he's in The Wire. You know, Michael B. Jordan has been in all kinds of stuff. So that's right. These two guys work really well together. Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler. They work well together. And turns out they got a new movie coming out that they're working yes. on. A yes. new movie coming out. It's called Wrong Answer. Mm-hmm. And to connect this to the whole geek culture world, Tanahasi Coates is going to be pinning the script. And if that's you don't amazing. Know who Tanahasi Coates is outside of writing um uh, beautiful struggle outside between of the world between and me the world and me um yeah. also writing for atlantic he's also writing the current run of black panther he's also writing the current run of black panther and the crew for a short you time can also listen to him on an episode of comic book junto origins where he tells his or- talks to me about his origin story so that <laughs> ties it all together Yo, okay, hold on, hold on. You just made this real for me because it, this is not the sort of thing that I, I have to put together unless I see it in front of my face. Yes. But we're one degree away from Coogler. One, one, one degree away from Coogler? We're one degree away from... Hey. New, our Rocky. Hey, the new Rocky. The new Rocky. We're one degree away from Wakanda is what this is. Yep, and you know they're going to be another Creed. You know. Uh, there better be. There absolutely well, I better I hope so. That movie was beloved by everybody. Creed well, was a amazing. lot of people, shall I say. Uh, so it looks like Wrong Answer is going to be a movie that is adapting an article uh, written by a woman named Rachel Aviv. Uh, she originally wrote it for The New Yorker, and it is uh, about a 2013 education scandal in Atlanta in which educators organized cheating on tests, on, uh, uh, on exams. Standardized tests, yeah. Standardized exams, yeah. So uh, I don't know what else there is. I can't say I personally recall that story. I don't. But I I recall the, the, the folks involved. Yeah, they, I mean, all the talent behind this is, say no more. I have everything I need here. Yes, and that makes sense why Tanahasi has been a little inactive on social media. Because he's out the other here man working. is busy. He he's is, out here he's busy. working. He got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have more uh, movie news. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that we brought up on a previous episode, and it, it, it got a mixed response from, from both of us. We know that a movie coming out in the Spider-Universe, Black Cat, Silver Sable, that's happening. Mm-hmm. I, think the, the, I think the title people are throwing around is Silver and Black. Yeah, Silver and Black or is what Black I'm hearing so far. I don't know. 
but we we hadn't had a lot of other news. We don't have casting. We don't have much more information to go on other than its existence. We do have a director for the film, and mm-hmm. it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. The director is a woman named Gina Prince Beathwood or Bythewood, and she will be the first woman of color to direct a superhero movie. Yes. She was also responsible for Love and Basketball. That's, I mean, and be, Beyond the Lights. That Love and Beyond the Lights, I can't talk about all that because I ain't seen that. But mm-hmm. Love and Basketball is like one of those classic movies in the black community. You love, people love it, people hate it, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, but she was the writer of it. So that's, that's the thing. If you're kind of like, okay, where do I know her? Like, why, how does this, how does she connect? That's mm-hmm. how, that's the biggest thing that I know of. I know she's also a writer on Shots Fired, which is a mm-hmm. TV show that's going on right now. Um, I know she also had something to do with Cloak and Dagger. She, she has the pilot or something or direct the pilot. I, I believe she directed the pilot. Yeah. So that has yet to come, but that would be her dipping her toe into the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. That's um, dope. And she did something with Thor also too, right? Uh, I think so. I think actually she's going to be rewriting the, the silver and black script, which was originally written by Christopher Yost. Okay. Christopher Yost is the guy who did Thor Dark World. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the connection. Mm-hmm. All in right. fact, now that we've had that conversation, that, that tags in something that I was waiting to talk about until later into our news. Okay. Connect it. But we're going to just connect it right now. Christopher Yost, he's, he's busy. He has a lot of things going on right now. And Christopher Yost apparently is working on a script for a television adaptation that should not happen. Oh, and that is. Oh, really? That is Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Now tell me. Now that's a, it's a hot take. I okay. Think, I think I can, if I, if I test the temperature and if I play that back in my head. I yeah, think that might be a hot take. Tell, now, tell me more about this. I have burning coals as far as it goes. I have the hottest of takes. Cowboy Bebop is, I've said it before, Cowboy Bebop is my most beloved anime ever. Really? I love it. Really? Eight, now, do you eight. love it enough? How many episodes is it? Uh, what is it? 24, I believe. Do you love it enough to watch it again and then do an episode by episode review or a season oh, review? B- by all means. Okay. I, watch, I watch Cowboy Bebop like... It's breakfast cereal. I'm I just, just I call, put it at any point of the day, you watch every it day. Like it's breakfast cereal. Yeah, I could have it at any time. You eat Cowboy Bebop for breakfast? Absolutely. I eat Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, yeah. See you, Space Cowboy. Okay. Of course. Okay. You do not? Uh, Am I, I wrong? I, I cannot say that I do eat Cowboy Bebop for breakfast. No, no well, I what I know is that. Cowboy Bebop is a television show, which is perfect. And it is going to get adapted into a live action television show, which. Uh, why? Why? No. And Yost is is apparently, supposedly, uh, one of the people who is, is scripting the show. And uh, look, his track record's not perfect, okay? I don't want a live-action version of this. Just like I don't want a live-action Akira. I want my anime to stay anime. I didn't want a live-action Ghost in the Shell. We, we found out how that turned out. Yeah, so I, but we want live-action comic book movies, right? Now, okay, yeah. so let, me, let me back up. Let me back up. Word. I don't have a relationship with Cowboy Bebop. So mm-hmm. I do think I'm a little disconnected from your response. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe there might be other people in the internet listening that are also disconnected. So help me feel it. Help me get it. Help me understand. Why, sure. why the response? Well, why is the internet? Because it seems like a lot of people are doing this. Why, why is the sure. internet responding this way? Well, you know, anime, as with, I guess, any cartoon, but anime especially has 
a look, has an aesthetic, and it's hard to recreate in in live action. Uh, and as far as uh, Cowboy Bebop goes, it has an incredibly important aesthetic. The backgrounds are painted in such a way, the characters move in such a way, mm-hmm. the colors, uh, you know, everything, every component of it, I think, is very, very important to the effect that it had on people like me. And the music is incredibly important. The voice acting, the English dubbing is phenomenal. And the original voices are, of course, phenomenal. And to take all of that and to turn it into a live action show, in, in my opinion, Ock, it's to disrespect the form. Really? It's, yes. So, yeah. so anime is like off limits for live action? And like, you it's don't- not that it's off limits, but you know, like I, I, would, I could see an anime like Naruto getting adapted into live action. Okay. And I could understand that because for me, the shonen anime looks more like it, it. It's prime to be turned into some other stuff. You can make derivative stuff of it and it'll be okay. It's not too worse for wear. Cowboy Bebop was so iconic. The way it looks, the way it feels, the way it moves, it must be animated. It must be animated. And these are only things I can describe from my feelings as a fan if you haven't spent a lot of time with it, I imagine that would be near impossible to understand why. But, yo, Cowboy Bebop is so important to me as mm-hmm. a, a fan of, of nerd culture. I just don't want it. No, please. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, I mean, look, here, here's the thing. I'm going I'm to challenge you right now. Uh-huh. Okay? Yes. You, you don't want it to happen. No. Right? But if it were to happen, <laughs> yeah, okay. Who do you think could do it? Because I, I mean, this is. Do you mean director, writer, what? D- writer. I mean, put it together. Writer, director. You know, like because it can't happen. It can't happen. It can't happen. That just makes me go, yes, it can. Of course, it can happen. Maybe it's like I don't trust anyone to do it. You know, but it's it. Sure, it can happen. I mean, look, we have. A freaking Black Panther movie. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to make an Akira movie at some point. So it can be done. I mean, look, you have a computer in your pocket. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it can be done. So if it were to get done right, who do you think, you, who do you think could do it right? That's hard to say. I mean, I mean, the thing is, is I, I don't want to betray my, my intuition on this. It, I think of Ian Malcolm, Jurassic Park. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they hmm. didn't stop to think if they should. Wow, you just made a Jurassic Park like reproducing anim- like terrible animals. I can't help myself. Th- this, I can't this, help this, myself. This, this runs deep for you. It does. It, it, this show is so important. Ah, I like I it's so good, man. It's just so good. It's emotional, it's funny, it's action-packed, it's excellent. And I, I can fathom a short, like someone makes a fan-made short, like this is what it would look like if it were in live action. I, I can see that, but I gotta, I gotta be honest, I don't have faith that okay. this could be made. So It's well, hard for me to even say, honest to God, I, it's hard for me to say, yeah, this is the writer that I would want. Or this is the director. Maybe I'm not familiar enough with the specific voices and talents in television mm-hmm. to be able to answer that. Whoever made the leftovers, I guess you can do it. It's, Whoever it's all made you. the left, Lindelof. 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 Yeah, Lindelof. Yeah, Lindelof. You got it, Damon. Take take the reins. Yeah. Oh, so listen. All you gotta do is get David Lynch. 
No, I don't think you want that. <laughs> no, he make it some do whatever he wanted. That would be some very weird shit. That that is not what I was hoping for. Yeah. No. Right, well, so, what we got to do is we need to sit down and watch Bebop together because that is yeah. That's what that's what priority. If anything, what this has done for me is gone. Well, I gotta watch this. Yeah, you know, maybe we can break it up into chapters and then do like some some reviews on it or something like that. Internet at Adam Tetteris at Adam at, at Adam Tetteris at Octavius A. Newman. Let us know what you think. Do mm-hmm. you care about? Cowboy Bebop as much as Adam does, or are you more like me where you're kind of like, I've never really watched it. I really don't have an opinion about it. Do you think it can be adapted? Can't be adapted? Um, also, do you want to hear us? Do you want to watch it with us and talk and hear us talk about it on Combo Junto? Let us know. Cowboy Bebop has a movie as well, the, the motion picture. We could start just by watching that because that movie is phenomenal. Now, hold on. You want to start at the end? No, 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 no. It's not at the end. It's a one shot. So uh, they, they do a good job of introducing the characters. Of course, it's more fun for people who are already familiar. But the motion picture is a standalone, and it, it kicks so much ass. It's a great flick. So we could always watch that. And if you like it, then we go down the rabbit hole. Okay. You know? All yeah. right. That's an idea. Just, you know, putting it out there. Just an idea. Got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next story. One of your favorite movies is coming back. Talk to people. About it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the movie in which I can't necessarily remember... Everything that happens other than Tom Cruise was there, volleyball. He was, he was riding happened. a motorcycle, uh, was hair blowing with no helmet Maverick, on. Maverick, Iceman. Uh, yeah, all that. Who knows? That's right. So, look, we, we know that there is a Top Gun sequel coming, and we have a confirmed title. The title is Top Gun Maverick. What do you think? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pass. That's where we are sure. right now. Uh, sure. I mean, All right. Fine. See, here's what this is, right? Tom Cruise is the guy who confirms it. So what am I going to say to Tom Cruise? I think well, not. You better watch what you say to Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Don't play around because you know he's connected. We're just going to leave it at that. I'm not even going to say a whole lot because I don't no, want nobody he, coming checking after me. I know he's he's at the situation where he could he could kill a guy. And nobody would ask any questions. That's, that's, that's my that's understanding. What I, that's what I allegedly. 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 Here's mm-hmm. the thing for me and Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Which Tom Cruise am I going to get? Are there multiple? Am I going to get Jack Reacher Tom Cruise or am I going to get a few good men Tom Cruise? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Am I going to get like I'm here to act? I'm here to, you know, I I came up with Denzel. I came Mm -hmm. up with Tom Hanks. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Am I going to get that Tom Cruise? Am I going to get the Tom Cruise across from Jack Nicholson? Is that who I'm going to get? Or am I going to get... I'm going to run real fast and slide under things and I uh, see. I think you're getting the ladder. You're getting the ladder because I think that's mostly what we have gotten from Tom Cruise in the past so many years. I, I can't remember the last time I saw a film, a new film when he was taken on a very serious dramatic role. It's all, you know, stunts, the mummy, uh, what, what was the sci-fi movie where he keeps dying and coming back, dying and coming back? Oh, that was a, I like that. Edge one. of Tomorrow. I like that. That one. was a great flick. It was, uh, and I l- enjoy his action movies. I enjoy the Mission Impossible movies too, but I haven't seen a movie in which he was really acting, capital A, mm-hmm. acting mm-hmm. in a while. You know, he's just doing dope stunts. Yeah. Well, I'll say this: American Made. You haven't watched that trailer yet, but no. w- watch that trailer. Okay. Because in that trailer, it looks like he's acting. It looks like, mm. oh, oh, you're, oh, you're, okay, you're here to, you're trying. 
mm-hmm. you know? So, sure. it, you know, it depends. Because if we get another Jack Reacher or another um, never go rogue nation back mummy gun. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Never go rogue nation back mummy gun is actually one of the movies that I'm excited for. Frankly, because you know, you <laughs> if, know what they that say. Wasn't so, if that wasn't so long. That might be the name of the episode. I'm gonna try to see if I can fit it in there. I Never go rogue, nation back, mummy gun. It's too long. It's not gonna happen. My man. <laughs> Never go rogue, colon mummy gun. That, I'm not, I just want. I want to see that flick. I want to. I want to see that flick. I need to know. Tom Cruise, Tom <laughs> Hanks, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Denzel Washington, Colin in, Farrell in Never Go Back, Mummy Gun. <laughs> <laughs> mummy Gun yeah. is ridiculous. Like what, mummy is, gun, what is Mummy Gun? Real quick, sixty second shot clock. What is Mummy Gun about? I believe I believe Mummy Gun it has to do with you know okay Dracula goes down with silver bullets. Mummy wait, Gun. Hold on, this, wait, hold this on, a, wait, hold on. Werewolves yeah. are silver bullets, right? Well. I'm, Maybe you know, but I'm pretty sure Dracula went down with silver bullets. J- Dracula, werewolves too. Dra- Dracula, what puts a mummy down? What here? Here's a question for you, Octavius. What puts a mummy down? Let me answer that. Gun. Mummy gun. This is the plot of Mummy Gun. Okay. The ancient Egyptians invented the mummy gun, and then they invented the mummy. Okay. And then you know they like buried it all, and we got one. The mummy came back. Where's the mummy gun? Uh. X Men Apocalypse. What? The, and he's got the Wait. mummy gun. <laughs> He was one of the Egyptians. Apocalypse is the mummy gun? You know he's... Yeah, absolutely. Come on. Ivan News is the mummy gun. Or is Phoenix the mummy gun? Oscar Isaac is the mummy gun. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you. I don't care. I'll see it. You right. can make that before you make Cowboy Bebop a TV show live action, please. Christopher right. Yost. Right. Well, let's talk about something we're excited about. Atlanta Season 2 is going to begin shooting this fall. So Can't that wait. means Atlanta Season 2 will probably be coming... 2018 that's what we're expecting right i believe that's the case yeah yeah i think we'll get it in 2018 because the way that it seems donald glover is talking about it is there's a long way ahead um he's talking about how good this season's going to be which usually means you know we haven't even started yet but he's dreaming and i believe it's going to be excellent because season one was great what do you think hey man after now watching twin peaks i get the reference of Twin Peaks meets hip hop ah. when it comes to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I even more so am excited. I mean, I was excited to see Twin Peaks season two. I mean, <laughs> Twin Peaks, um, Atlanta season two anyway. But I mean, I'm even more excited because I feel like I get it. I feel like I get Atlanta a little bit more now yeah. after checking out Twin Peaks. So you mean stylistically? Yeah. Like the art, the, like the art and design of it. Like, oh, okay. Cause there's a couple parts in Twin, when in Atlanta where you're like, what? And they don't explain it. And then after you watch Twin Peaks, you're like, oh, this is a style. This is a method. This is a way of doing things. Because with Atlanta, you still don't know what planet you're on. Kinda. Yeah. You know, yeah. There, you there's a lot really of weird shit that happens. You don't know in that. what's even happening. Sure. You know, you get the story, but you're like, Nutella man. Is there an invisible car? Right. Like, is that a real thing? Right, so, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm ready for it. I, I mean, Atlanta Atlanta one was great. The first season was great, and it was a surprise hit. I, my only fear is now people have this expectation of how good 
that first season was. Whereas that season came out and just sucker punched me. I had no expectation for what yeah, it was going to be. I don't be. think anybody knew it was what it was when it was going to happen. We, when we saw right. it, we didn't know what we were looking at. Right. So now it's got a higher bar. And uh, the sequel is always more difficult to make, right? So good luck to them. And I, I hope it's excellent. Mm-hmm. I really hope it's excellent. Uh, we also have a return to another franchise that will be coming back on television screens very soon, much to the delight, I think, of my child self. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Animaniacs when you were a kid? Absolutely. Why, what was it about Animaniacs? Why was it so good? It's hilarious. Like I've, It I, is. I, isn't Animaniacs on Netflix right now? Is it? I think so. And I turned on a couple episodes, I think a couple months ago, and I just sat on my sofa and just laughed and yeah. reminisced. I'm like, man, I used to love this. And Tiny Toons and Batman the Animated Series. Like, it just transported me back to a time where I was like, man, this is funny. The song where, you know, he's singing about America, all the different states in America. And yeah, Pink, Yakko's, Pink. Yakko's song. Yeah. yeah. Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Like just little, little stuff yeah. like that, and the the pigeons and Pinky and the brain. Oh, the Godfather pigeons and yeah. hello nurse. Yeah, I, I think about that all the time. Oh no, 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 it wasn't the states. It was the whole world, wasn't it? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was different countries, different parts of the entire world. That's right. Like yes, Animaniacs is great. So little stuff like that. But um, but now when you watch Animaniacs as an mm-hmm. adult, you're like, some of these jokes were not for me, you know? No, no, these, no. there's a lot of stuff. These jokes that was adult. were kind of adult, so I'm excited yeah. about what they could do in this climate because you know we need art, we need we need comedy, yeah. you know, and we need art that kind of speaks truth in an artistic way with you know good design. So coming to find out that you know. Steven Spielberg himself is going to be involved with this in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like the, some of the people who originally put this together. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with it. It's coming back. And the rumor is, although this is very early, the rumor is this will come to a streaming service. So I would expect to see this on Netflix or a Hulu streaming or something along those lines. And I'm into it I'm because I, I think Animaniacs was influential for a lot of cartoons we have now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adventure Time, SpongeBob, you know, that sort of stuff. So I, w- I would like to see Animaniacs come back and see what they have learned from what the modern cartoons we have right now. Mm-hmm. And technology, you know, like just the idea of will the format change now that you can binge it? You know, yeah, that's a good question. That's a very good question because TV's different now. TV's different now. Quote Octavius A. Newman. There it is. That is that is like an old man saying TV's different now. Yeah, yeah. In my day, but for real, you you know, like TV is is different. There used to be a situation where you'd go and sit down in front of the TV for Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. And it was a whole event. You get your bowl of cereal or you get your cereal, yes. your bowl and your milk. And you would not only watch the show, but you'd watch the commercials, but then you'd, you know, watch the next show and the next show. In a sense, you would binge the experience, but not the actual content in and of itself. And yeah. now there is a level of like, do, wait, you want 10 hours of my day? Mm. Oh, you want 10 hours of my life straight? 
that's that's different you know than just that's like true. i'm gonna watch an episode every week like when, that's Tw- when twin peaks dropped four four hours of twin peaks at once that's a lot of twin peaks yeah that you know? is a lot of twin peaks that's different so tv is is different not in the sense that i don't like it but it's something new now like even music is different with streaming have you noticed that albums are getting longer and longer crazy long like 20 tracks 22 tracks I think, they, and my understanding is they make money they, uh, the artist makes royalties every time somebody hits play so right. you release as many tracks as you can that opening weekend you just cash in you get as much money as possible dj Khaled's new album grateful i think has 22 or 24 tracks good lord i mean music every is, single one music is about is a Every single one was produced by Assad. Well, it's all the album artwork for every single so far is Assad. <laughs> uh, and that's not our, our only news on cartoons coming out soon. We have a new Batman animated coming out. I think it's an animated movie. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it is. Batman and Harley Quinn. I have not watched the trailer. What's going on in the trailer? Batman and Harley Quinn. <laughs> okay. Run Thanks, around. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go check the trailer out. Uh, long and short of it is, we've got a situation and Harley can help. So Harley's going to help the situation. You know, and this is the classic Saturday morning Batman, the uh, uh, Bruce Tim Batman. Right. Okay. Right. Is this going to hit theaters like Killing Joke did? I don't or know not? if it's going to hit theaters. I know that the animated joint comes digital August 15th. Mm-hmm. And oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. On digital and the physical is August 29th. Gotcha. So okay. that's I, I don't see anything anywhere that says it's going to be live. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm sure we'll get another one of those soon. Yeah, I can't argue with new Batman. Absolutely not. I'm in. I mean, and DC does really good. Say what you want to say about the actual DC extended universe, but the animated universe, those they, are always good. They, they are consistent. Now they have some that are better than others, but overall, I I trust DC animated the way. Or similarly to how I trust Marvel Cinematic. That's right. Yeah, DC's I know you said that. Some animated. I'm watching it. Young yeah. Justice come back for another season. I'm watching it. You're mm-hmm. gonna put out uh, Teen Titans Go. I'm watching it. Like I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm there. I'm gonna check. If they were like Wonder Woman cartoon coming out, okay, I'm watching it. I'm in. I'm on board. You know? Sure. There, there are there are two movies that I haven't seen yet that I would like to. I want to see the DC Dark Universe. I haven't seen that yet. Constantine, Swamp Thing, all right. that. Right. Uh, and I would also like to see the Teen Titans Judas Contract. I heard that was excellent, and I haven't seen that one yet. I and have I think seen that's... Judas Contract. I have not seen Dark, uh, Dark, Dark, uh, what is it? Dark Justice? Dark, dark Universe? Dark, dark Justice? Universe. Dark, dark something. something? I Some think it might dark. be Dark. Somebody Dark Skin. I don't know. Dark, dark Justice League? I don't know. I don't know. Mummy Gun? A DC <laughs> Dark Mummy Gun? <laughs> right. Unclear. Right. Unclear. Not clear. Uh, Let's move on. We have some... Uh, this is a weird one. I, I don't really know where to put this one. But we have a trailer for a project called Volume 1 from the director and writer Neil Blomkamp, who you might remember from the movie Chappie. Yep. And Dis- District 9. District 9 was the one. It, it, yes. Of wait, all the ones that he's worked wait, on... Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. What was the yes. one where Matt Damon uh, saved the world? Elysium. Elysium. Matt Damon is... Uh, I mean, look, like we done told you. Matt Damon gonna find a way to shoehorn himself in some. That was called White People in Space was the name I of that. I told movie. you he's everywhere. Didn't I tell you? He's, <laughs> out of, he's, and he's not only out of space, he's in Mars too. <laughs> Surprised he didn't turn up an alien. Okay, yeah, that's a good the point. The alien actually. is 
<laughs> the alien is. Uh, oh, you man. know what? Actually, without spoiling too much, what if the beacon they heard was just a stranded Matt Damon? There would have been like On every. Bar- oh, Leo. yo. Because yo. how many times? How many times this bull has to get locked in a place where people need to go and rescue him? He's. Needing to be rescued. I mean, I'm just saying, possible, possible crossover here. Possible. Anyway, Ridley verse Neil Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp has a new studio. It's called Oats Studio, and it is making original films for YouTube and YouTube Red. Mm-hmm. And this project is called Volume One. And it looks like it's a a series of short films of weird sci-fi stuff. In the commercial itself, in the trailer itself, it says more weird shit. And it does not disappoint. There's a skeleton person. There are lizard people. Hey. Sigourney Weaver's up in there. Hey. I have no idea what's going on. Well, they were going to make that alien, what was it, Alien 5? Yeah. yeah. Originally, that was Blomkamp. Apparently, that got shut down and said, hey, uh, uh, Sigourney, come on over here. Let's go, just go do this. Yeah. And that's Gut that. reaction. How do you feel about this YouTube project? TV's different, like I just told you. TV's yeah, different. Like okay. they're putting okay. movies on YouTube now. I'm going to check it out. I'm yeah. going to check it out. I mean, it like the the trailer did enough to make me go, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Now, if it's behind some sort of like like special paywall and I can't get to it, I'm not about to sign up for YouTube Red just to watch it now. Mm-hmm. Not, you know what I mean? That's that's not yeah. going to happen. But yeah. um, yeah, I'm interested in seeing it. I'm interested in seeing this because I feel like this is a director unfiltered. Who is going to tell you what you can't do if you're just going to release it on YouTube? So in my mind, this might be what Blomkamp needs to be doing. Elysium and Chappie were riding on the coattails and successes of District 9. Neither of those follow-ups, they didn't hit. It did not go where they should have gone. And I want to see experimental films from a guy like him because I love the visuals. I like how weird his brain is. Yeah. Maybe what we need is just 10 minute, 15 minute, 30 minute shorts and not two hour long motion picture, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what's cool about what's going on right now. The way things normally have been done are being broken and expanded and forced to change. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to a buddy of mine. I was saying, remember night and weekend minutes? <laughs> you know, just like, just think about that. Remember See, night these are anytime weekend minutes? minutes? These are anytime minutes? Yeah, like, I mean, like, yo, man, come on. You, the people be like, come on, man, my minutes. Like, and that was enough. Yo, my minutes. Like, you knew exactly what they're talking about. And now, like, then it turned into where well, you can only call people unlimited who are in your same, ser- you know, service provider. Remember, remember your top five or whatever, your f- fi- family favorite five or something. What was that for T Mobile? Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just, yeah. You- the whole point is what I'm saying is things are changing so much that the big companies, the structures that we all function within, they're having to change. Yeah. Now, how are you going to tell him he can't put his movie out? It's like, I'll just put it out on YouTube. Stop me. Like, Oh, we, we, we can't, you know, like Ava said a long time ago, you need a director. Stop asking. You want to be a director? Stop asking for permission. Pick up a camera. Sure. Start. I'm into it. You know, I'm very into it. Very into it. And we have the ability now because of the people who have come before us to, to be able to do things like this. So, I'm excited to see some of these creators be able to just turn loose. And, you know, like technology has made things easier. The barrier for entry is not as, is not as, 
you know, not as high so we can get over that thing and be able to put these things out and hear from voices that we normally wouldn't hear from. So I'm yeah. excited. All of that is a really good point. All of that is a really good point. And, and this is what I'm excited about with this new studio. Oat Studio says on the website, we make experimental short films. Um, sign me up, man. I, I would like to return to a time when we have stuff like um, what, what, t- Tales from the Crypt. You know, some of that kind of thing. Speaking like, of which, did you hear that guy weird shut down? stuff. Oh, no, no, no. It yeah. really? Yeah. Shyamalan was doing that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just conversations. From what I gather... Things weren't moving at the pace that, you know, they needed to. And it was like, all right, well, we're going to go do something else. Like M. Night's like, all right, I, I can't sit around and wait for this. Like, huh. I got to go make a sequel to my last movie. No spoilers, but, you know. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, oh, well. Speaking of uh, sequels, I don't know if this is a sequel, but I think it might be a reboot. Did you know that Shane Black was making a Predator movie? I did. And I, he's I, got, I, he got a wild cast. Yeah. Look at that cast. Yeah, they got the 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 one of the bad guys from Logan. They got Chiron yep. in here, you yep. know. Um, uh, who else? Uh, they got Keegan the, Michael Key. Yeah, like uh, is this a comedy? Like, what is this? They, they yo, Fifty Cent is in this movie. The what? kid, the, yes, the kid from the movie Room, Jacob Tremblay, really, and and my, and my bride Olivia Munn. So you know everybody. Everyone. I want to see a trailer on this because I have no clue what the vibe of this movie is. Yeah, no idea. And From is it the, a reboot or is it a sequ- is it is it like the next one in the series? I believe it is a reboot. And I'm I'm looking at an Instagram photo of uh, uh Boyd Holbrook. He was the bad guy in the movie Logan, and he is in this film. He's wearing a red baseball cap and it says make Predator Great Again. So I think what they're trying to do is, you know, erase some of the not so good takes in the past. Uh, Predator 2, AVP, that kind of stuff, and make a really good one. Predators. Do you remember Predators? Predators? They all predators? Kind of, they all kind of bleed together for me. I, I don't really... I'm pretty sure I've seen most of them, but it's like, I I don't know. You I know? had Topher Grace and, and Danny Trejo and Lars, Lawrence Fishburne. He was playing... Danny bass- Trejo? Danny Trejo yeah. was in it. That kind of starts to let me know, you know, was this like a... I- Machete. Yeah. Is it like a machete type, machete type vibe? Kinda. Or was it a serious movie? Uh, it was a Robert Rodriguez movie, so you know that Got that it. ought to give you an Got idea. It. That lets yeah. me know a uh, general idea of what we're dealing with here. And Lawrence Fishburne was basically playing the role of Yoda, except in the Predator universe. So they like creep up on him, and he's living in a log. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Anyway, Predator is a franchise that has not endured. It has endured a lot, and it has not always come out on top. And I'm excited to see a Shane Black take because Shane Black makes provocative movies. The Nice Guys was one of my favorite movies from. What, last year? Two years ago? Yeah, connection for you. He directed Iron Man 3. Yes. Yes, indeed. And that was a very different Iron Man uh, movie. That was basically Tony Stark, the spy. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we'll see what he does. I'm looking forward to seeing a trailer. Same. Speaking of stuff that is going to TV that didn't start there, Sin City. Frank Miller's Sin City. Comic book, graphic novel, series. Mm-hmm. Going to a first movie. I think a lot of people like that movie. Did you like that first one? I did. I did. Second yeah. one, not so hot. I still haven't even seen it. Couldn't even tell you. Now going to a TV series. Yeah. Your thoughts? You feel uh, the same way, you know, about this like you do about Cowboy Bebop? No, I, I do not feel as protective or defensive or strongly uh, about Sin City straight up. I do not. Uh, what I do remember from the first film is uh, that was a lot 
of movie. There was a lot of movie. There was a long film, and it told many different stories inside of it. And Sin City is it's like really that. Cool. It is it is a, a a great amount of stories that tangle in and out of one another. And you know, I think of something you said about Dear White People. There's the movie Dear White People, and then when they made the TV show, they gave it room to breathe. And I wonder if that's the case in this scenario. We've seen the movie, and the style can be done right and really interesting. You can tell an interesting story. I think the first movie, if you go back and watch it again these days, it's a little bit much to get through. It's a lot. It is just a lot of movie. It was I remember dense liking it, dialogue. I don't know. I haven't seen it in years. Right. So I think this deserves to get broken up into pieces and told smaller stories. And uh, I wonder how they're going to film it if it's going to look as iconic like that first film. Because you remember how they shot that almost yep. entirely green screen. Yep. Black and white. And the only color were accents, which I think now looking back at it with my brain now is really like, you know, because one of the things I think about is if, if everything's special, nothing's special. You yeah. know, so to make yes. everything black and white except someone's eyes or lipstick or a tie or sneakers or blood or, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, like it really makes things pop off the page. And it did the same thing in the, the first movie. Um, and I, and I really, really, really think after watching three seasons of the leftovers and mm -hmm. watching a whole episode, a, a whole season of, uh, what's the, of uh, two seasons of Fargo and working on the, th the third season in comparison mm -hmm. to the movie. And um, what was the other show, the X-Men show on FX? Oh, you mean Legion. Legion. I, yes. just, I think that television done right is almost a better storytelling form. Yeah. Because you really get a chance to flesh it out. Now, if sure. you told me that this Sin City was going to be on FX, I'm like, oh, this is going to be dope. Yes. If you yeah, told me this I, was going to be I don't on know. HBO, oh, this is going to be dope. If it's going to be on AMC, I'd be like, ah, it could be dope, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, it, it, it depends on who's going to do it, but I think that this kind of story, especially looking at the whole Sin City franchise, I haven't read all of them, but I've met read enough of them to be able to have an opinion and go, in the right hands, this could be really cool. And now here's something that gives me pause. One of the names attached to this project right now is Len Wiseman. You might not recognize that name, but you would recognize some of the projects. Len Wiseman did Underworld, Sleepy Hollow, the TV show, and Lucifer, the TV show. Those last two... Mm. Uh, That's the showrunner or the director? It looks like this is the showrunner. That's right. Uh, maybe. I don't know. As long as whoever had anything to do with Iron Fist ain't got nothing to do with it. No, I'm wrong. Len, Len is directing Sin City. Uh, it also clarifies that it, it appears this will add original characters into the universe so not just retelling stories oh. from the comics so you know we got, we have some room to play so it's gonna be moving forward I, i'm i'm interested i'm curious a show like american gods shows me that uh, a, a huge story from a long time ago um uh, could be turned into a comic book could yeah. turn into a serial tv show and be met with great success I just hope they, they make it special. Like you said, you know, the black and white, the red lipstick, that kind of stuff was so important. It made it feel different. I would like to see that happen again. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm curious enough. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Tell me about this uh, trademark situation. Yeah. Marvel is filing for trademark. This is one of the ways that comic book journalism happens these days. Uh, people will snoop around. They'll take a look at what trademarks are being filed. 
by companies like Marvel or DC or Image. And it usually gives a hint toward you know what's to come, whether it's a new project or a franchise being made into a movie, that sort of thing. And Marvel has trademarked Marvel Rising and trademarked that name for a number of different things, for video games, for comics, for shows, for toys, for a lot. I believe I'm getting this right. But the thing is, is we have no idea what Marvel Rising is. We could only guess. So what's your guess? What is that? Uh, I hope it's a video game. Because you think I would, so? I would love, I mean, this is what I hope. Oh. I would love to see a really good, you know, uh, video game come out of Marvel, and we haven't we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah, so we haven't had a good I'd, one. I'd be into I'd be interested in seeing that. I mean, we got movies. We I don't I don't think it's going to be a new movie because um, we haven't even gotten through. Well, I mean, who knows? But I, I guess that's more like what I want. I want something I don't have. Mm-hmm. I have movies. I have Netflix. I have TV. I have toys. Mm-hmm. I have that. But what I don't have is a game. I don't have a, a game for my PlayStation. I'm holding on for that new Spider-Man game because the the new Spider-Man game coming out for the PlayStation 4 looks incredible. And I know you don't like the suit. I know you don't like the suit. Yeah, I'm, I'm changing and, it to Miles Morales' suit as soon as they unlock that one. E3, yeah, and th- that's definitely going to be the case. You know they got like variant costumes and stuff. Uh, E3 is just around the corner, so we will have a ton of gaming news real when quick. When is E3? E3 you is know? like next week. Seriously? That's not an exaggeration? Not an exaggeration. Wow. Next week. Yeah. So we will have a lot of information, including more information about that Spider-Man game. So hopefully Marvel is bringing out a game. My understanding is Marvel Rising might be a mobile game. And I got to say, I'm not interested in mobile uh, game. I mean, mobile game. Honestly, iOS games don't do much for me. No. Nah, you know, nah. they're kind of like fidget spinners. <laughs> you know, it's just a thing to do. Like yeah. I pull, I play flip diving, which is just like a silly little game where you've got this ragdoll character and you make them jump off a cliff and flip around and sure, like that. I mean, that's the kind of games. And even even Mario Run doesn't have a whole lot of replay value because once you beat it, you're done. You can't even play that, John, unless you're online, and that is just the most whack decision Nintendo could possibly make. I was on a flight flying to Thailand and I couldn't play Mario Run. That's come on, why? terrible so i i hope it's not just an ios game but it looks like we have some new marvel stuff coming out that's not the only marvel news we have we also have venomverse what in the, the venomverse now, let me say this do you think that the okay now the venomverse is a comic book event mm-hmm. for venom yeah that's right we've didn't had spider verse that was they a just few tell years us ago there wasn't gonna be no more events after this one uh yes yeah i think they're kind of lying through their teeth to be honest oh, with you Ak. okay uh, okay let me let me give grace maybe okay. when they say there's no events there's no marvel across marvel events of course there's gonna be you know if you're in a in a story there'll be arcs sure but they're, they're not gonna be any like world disrupting events that's for, right for a few months so maybe and that, i maybe think that's that the case okay. Yeah, I think that's what's taking place here because, you know, you remember when Bendis's uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, crossed paths with uh, Gwen, with Spider-Gwen. Right. I think it's more along those lines where maybe there's going to be a core story, but it's it's just kind of stuck in the Spider-Man pocket and it doesn't necessarily affect everything else. So while I would say that is kind of an event, it's not necessarily the same scope or scale 
or reach. Uh, Venomverse is coming out, and this is a return to Venom being a bad guy, to Venom being a villain. For the longest time in the comics, I don't know if you've been following with this, uh, Flash Thompson has been Venom, and he was a good guy. He was living in Philly for a little while. Mm -hmm. He was hanging with a bunch of different teams. He went out to space. He became Agent Venom. And that was fun for a, a bit. Wouldn't it and be now, interesting if that's the Tom Hardy Venom, if he's Flash Thompson and he's Agent Venom? Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be something. Because when you get think about it, they're not, like, I mean, I think they say that Spider-Man's going to be around, but he won't be in it. So if you're yeah. going to make a, a movie around Venom, I, I, I mean, yeah. do we just want big, snarling, growling Venom? Is that, are, you gonna, are we going to be able to build a movie franchise around that? No, nah, Venom. Agent Venom has never Venom. been. Huh? Yeah, Agent Agent Venom is more interesting. You know, he's a time bomb. He's got what, like three hours to get the job done, or else the symbiote takes you takes over. I think that's and a that's more like, interesting story. Way more isn't interesting. He, isn't he like a war veteran? He's injured. He has no legs or something. Yeah, he had lost his legs. So this is uh, I can't. Yo, let me just bring this parallel. Okay. Talk about it. Avatar. Jake no, Sully. Stop talking about Jake Sully couldn't use his legs. He got plugged into the Avatar oh, world. On. He got become a Navi, right. no, and then he falls in love with Zoe Saldana. About. Let's go back and to he, Venom. He got to hang out Ewa Nigahu, my man. He's got to hang out with the Life Tree. <sighs> all right, fight Cable. Get it out. Yeah, that, all I'm saying is it, it's go a little bit similar. Go ahead and get so it the out. Symbi symbiote gave. Thank uh, you. Let's get back to that. All right. Symbiote gave Flash the ability to walk. Uh, he started a relationship with Valkyrie. There's a lot of cool shit happening in that arc. I enjoyed it. Cool but it appears being only got three hours where it takes over. I think that's right. a plot point. Yeah, that's interesting tension. But it, it, it appears that the, the storytellers, I think Cullen Bunn is going to be one of the writers here. Uh, he says they want to make Venom a more central Spider-Man villain, like his origins. And uh, for me, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of over Venom, the venomization of everything. I'm it's just not the most compelling narrative to me. You know, you know? I got to tell you, when I think Spider-Man, I think Miles Morales nowadays. Yeah, I understand that. You know, I like I haven't had a really good Spider-Man Peter Parker story I've read in a while. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I just no diss to good old Pete because that's who, you know, we've had him for years. But good old Pete. I'm not super interested in what Peter Parker is doing these days. Who is Miles Morales' uh, uh, villain? Who's who is Miles' bad guy? I don't know. I don't think we actually got it from from when we read and we did books of the week. We didn't really get it. It was more like his life and just going through life and dealing with it. That's more right. So then, like, here's the big bad you're going to fight every day, which is kind of going back to the roots of what we loved about Spider Man. Yeah, you know, Indeed. like my life versus. My real life versus my, my life as Spider-Man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, we or at least I haven't been spending enough time with it to find out who's central now anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that's what's up. So yeah, Venom versus coming. Prepare for yep. the symbiote. Stay, I'm sure we'll get the carnage and all that, John. Probably. Staying yeah. with Marvel. Marvel Netflix now. Mm -hmm. We have an update that lets us know that in 2018, we're going to be getting a... Daredevil movie, I mean, Daredevil TV, new Daredevil season, oh, no. a new Jessica Jones season, Ben Affleck back, <laughs> and a new uh, Luke Cage season. However, right. what we don't see is an Iron Fist season. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I saw a Facebook ad the other so, day. Sometimes Facebook does the targeted ads. I saw a Facebook ad and they were playing a commercial for Iron Man, uh, Iron Man, Iron Fist. And in the beginning, it says they must not the reviews the right there. They're critical reviews. And it says like amazing, incredible. Who said that? Unbelievable. Who yeah. And I'm, I'm just I'm waiting to see the rest of the review. Like amazing piece of shit. <laughs> incredible disappointment. This joke. Yeah, like so bad. Uh, Netflix is going ham, though. They're not stopping. We have Punisher coming out. We got the Defenders. 2018 is going to be packed with new shows and sequels to things that we loved. Um, I'm excited to return to Jessica Jones myself because I, I, I thought that was one of the more interesting series for me. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see all all three of these guys. I'm really interested in seeing Punisher. Um, and I am interested in seeing the, the Defenders because I do want to see how they all interact together, including Danny. You know, I'm interested in yeah. seeing how they pull that together and they do it better. Because I don't dislike Iron Fist as a character. I don't like that season and I don't like this actor. But look, I want to <laughs> like it. You yeah. know, and if they can make uh-huh. me like it, I'm all I'm all for it. But this just this just was bad. Yeah. So, you know, uh I'm interested. I'm interested. Let's let's see what happens. Mhm. So right. that that is what we know is coming. What we also know is coming. Uh we have to touch on the success of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is doing amazing in the theaters right now. Breaking records, killing it. Listen to our one-shot review. We both enjoyed the film. Patty Jenkins is doing a hell of a job. She was the director of Wonder Woman, and she has another project coming. And I think the immediate thought for most fans would be, well, of course, the next project is Wonder Woman 2. Mm-hmm. But apparently, nah. It's a horror movie. That's what the word on the street is. And it's called Rip Roar. Say what? <laughs> I don't. Okay, show me a trailer. Yeah, we you have know? a. Well, I mean, all, she, she all we did, have is a, if uh, you a description. If you don't know Patty Jenkins' past work, she did Monster. Yes, which yeah. is which is a very very intense intense yes. movie. So, I mean, she's capable of doing more than what we see. Oh, in, of course, in Wonder Woman. I mean, if you haven't seen her work, or you might have seen Monster and gone, "Oh, she did that." So. I mean, her doing a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, let's do it. Let's see what happens. Show me a trailer. Sure. Let me, you know, I'm sure we're, I'm sure we're maybe, you know, a few months away from that at least, you know, sure. if not 2018. I, I mean, we haven't heard, we this is our first hearing about it. So I'm assuming uh, we might get in 2018, maybe 2019. Who knows? I, I we'll bet, I bet it must be so freeing. It, it, it must really be so, so good of a feeling to do like a, a movie as high profile as Wonder Woman. And then to step away and do whatever the hell you want, you know, like to walk away from some of those executive producers from Jeff Johns and be like, let me just make a crazy horror movie right now. Um, I'll be back when you need me, I guess. Yeah. But, and even thinking about Jordan Peele, like you, we'll, we'll yeah. have you do Akira. Uh, I'm going to do this thing with HBO. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do my next movie, you know, because yeah. yeah, I right. can do what I want to do. You can, you know, like somebody else can do Akira. Because mm-hmm. you know, so it's going to be interesting to see what she does. Because I mean, Monster was 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 moving. It was intense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yes, let's yes, see what else she does. Yeah. Okay, that's the stack. That is two weeks of news on Comic Book Junto. We did it. I feel good. We did that. We did that. All right. So here's what we're going to do. 
We're going to tell you how to get in contact with us for TalkBack. We're going to have you keep your ears to the street and your eyes on your uh, on your phones and wherever you get podcasts from. Looking for that Ask CBJ episode that's going to be coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, more than likely, you're going to be getting that on Monday. We're going to give you some time to digest this episode, chew on it, process it, catch a couple movies over the weekend, and then start out next week with um the ask cbj episode so if we're looking for that on monday you're probably mm-hmm. going to be getting that but i wanted to tell you how to get in contact with us if you want your question if you want your comment if you want your thoughts your voicemail to be on the next ask cbj episode leave us a phone leave us a voicemail here's the number 215-948-2742 again 215-948-2742 and if you don't want it to be on the show say that out loud otherwise it's fair game also mm-hmm. Send us emails, comicbookjunto, J-U-N-T-O, at barefruit.com. That's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com. Uh, ask us questions using the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag AskCBJ. Leave us five stars and a positive comment. We could also read some of those on the Ask CBJ show on our talkback stuff. Um, hit us up on Twitter, at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderis. That's right. Right. So we're not going to do any talkback right now, but you'll get a whole episode of it on Monday. I'm just Googling images of Olivia Munn right now. I'm, I'm just going to be transparent with you You're right now. You're supposed to be focusing on what we're doing right now. I'm focused. You know, I'm just inspired. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm looking at Shane Black's Predator. I was looking for screenshots. I, w- I wanted to see more Shane Black's Predator. I wanted to see more more shots. Well, why did you type in Olivia Munn? Uh, you know, my, I couldn't help myself. My hands, they were just going. Right. So here we are. Here right. we are now. Yeah. Anyway, let's so, move on to the, 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 the pool list. Right. So two th- I got two books. Batman two books and extremity ba- Batman 24 and extremity number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy Brown bag day to yes. you. Yes. Happy Brown bag day to you, Adam. Happy Brown bag day to the internet as well. Um, tell them, tell the people what you got. Uh, I picked up black bolt. Number one, like I said, I saw number two came out today and the book looks so beautiful that I wanted to go back and catch up. Black bolt. Number one was great. I picked up Batman 24, every epilogue, is a prelude. I picked up Extremity number four. That's a deep statement. Isn't it? it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's Tom King for you. And I picked up Paper Girls 15. Uh, so, yeah. And you know what? I blew through all of them. I, I took a little bit of time. I sat down on the couch and I read through all the comics that I needed to. And I'm very excited to talk about Batman and Extremity. Yeah. Where do you want to begin? So, we're not going to dig too super deep into this we're going to give our general overview and over um our thoughts yeah i figure we start with batman yeah let's let's so uh, batman is basically coming off of um a really cool issue wait let's talk about skirt. let's put up the wall do it go for it uh we want to put up the spoiler wall we do not want to be the ones who spoil these events for you if you go to pick up books even if you've never picked up comics before now is a good time Friends of the Junto, go to your local shop, pick up Batman 24, pick up Extremity number four. Both great series, both worth your time and your money and your attention. Read those books and then come and join us on the show. Now we're going to get into spoils, details, events that take place. We're going to take all that fun away for you if you've never read it before. Don't want to do that. So spoiler wall is going up. Three, two, one. Spoilers. It's your fault. That's right. All right, so this Batman issue, man, I tell you, Tom King, he just... He is the king. He just he keeps... Is, he is the king. He's so consistent. Last yeah. issue, we had the whole swamp thing. 
um, discussion, not, not discussion, Swamp Thing <laughs> issue, which I thought was really, really cool. So some strong moments, and even some strong like what the point of that book was like. Oh, the whole point of this was Batman was feeling like there's a way for his parents to come back yeah. in some sort of way, and Swamp. I mean, it was deep. Go read that. Yeah, yeah, it was Swamp Thing confronting Batman about the way that they grieve differently. And how they they have some tension between them because they they do grieve differently. They've both lost something, um, and this this uh, issue seems to be a bit of a one shot in that it is happening somewhere within continuity. But it's also I know that this is happening as a a kind of a buying time before we get into the the war of jokes and riddles, which is the huge Tom King. Uh, Riddler versus Joker arc coming right. soon, which he lightly talked about. If you want to go listen to um, the conversation I had with Tom King, so you can go check out Origins Tom King, which is in mm-hmm. our feed. Go take a listen to that um, also if you want to, because he talks a little bit about um, not only Batman, he also talks about Vision, and he also speaks a little bit about what to expect from the War of Jokes and Riddles. So you can check that out if you want to. Now, without getting too deep, Octavius, what is your reaction to this issue of Batman? It's really interesting what I, I wonder, because we talked to, to Tom King on the one shot and I asked him, you know, what were you trying to say in the vision? What were you trying to say in this? And he's like, it's not always about saying something. And it's interesting how you can't, you might not intend to say something, but the question I reformed to him is like, well, what were you thinking? What were you going through? What was, what was happening in your life at that time? Because This makes me want to ask the same question because it seems like in this book, the big question here is Batman, you do all this stuff. You, you do all this fighting. You do all this living in, in, in swinging from rooftops and saving and all that kind of stuff, but -hmm. you're not happy and -hmm. you have almost a naive kind of innocent blank, you know, blank slate. Gotham girl who's like, I got a new lease on life. What am I going to do with it? Then you've Mm -hmm. got, and she's like, kind of like, I can do anything. I can up, up and away. I can go live forever. I can do this. I can do that. You've just got this freedom of, I can do whatever I want to do. What do I want to do? Man, I just wish that you would tell me what to do. You got Batman who's like, do whatever you want. Who's in, in like the contrast is I can only be Batman. I don't have any other options. This mm-hmm. is all I can do. And he, there was a, there was a part in this book that I thought was super funny, which was like funny and sad at the same time. And Batman says, I'm not Batman because I like being Batman. I'm Batman because I'm Batman, I'm Batman. <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. And at the same time, sad because yeah. it's like, I don't like, he, he says to her, I don't like doing this. Yeah. I don't do this because it's fun. I don't do this because it's a choice. I do this because this is who I am. And it seems like the whole big point of this is Gotham Girl, in her wisdom, even in her being younger, even in her being maybe even naive in a sense, is like, what do you want? Because that's what Batman keeps asking her. Tell me what to do. She's like, tell me what to do. What do I do? What do I do? And Batman's like, what do you want to do? What do you yeah. want to do? Like, that's an option for her. And then she goes, well, help me figure out what I want to do in kind of understanding, well, why do you do what you do? Right. And, right. and then she kind of goes, well, what do you want? What do you want out of life? You say you don't like your life. You say you're not happy. You say you don't have fun. What do you want, Batman? What do you want out of this? That's, that's the big picture of what I walked away from this book with. 
which is yeah. a deep conversation for Batman because I don't think we've ever really, really, pre- like, really pressed Batman on that. Yeah, like, you I know, I have to do this. Like, yeah, but what do you want though? Tom he says, King isn't about what I want. And Tom King has this ability to pull a side of Batman out that we as fans don't really spend time with. You know, the, 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 the times that we've remarked on Batman issues before, we, we will say something like, we get to see an emotional Batman, someone who is sad, someone who is in love, someone who is afraid. And I think that's interesting in this issue because Tom King created, I believe, created Gotham Girl. And we spend a lot of time with Gotham Girl, with Claire. And Claire, for some reason, is capable of pulling that side of Bruce out when not that many other people can. She gets Bruce to admit that he's scared. Yeah. Why are you not happy? Because I'm scared. Why are you scared? Because if I wasn't scared, I'd be insane. Yeah. And that's something you and I have talked about on the show before. Is Bruce Wayne absolutely crazy? Is he insane? Is he as bad as the Joker? Is he the bad guy? And in this, I, I feel Tom King hearing that kind of conversation and answering it and imbuing that feeling, that sentiment into Bruce Wayne himself and having Bruce say, I don't want to be insane. I hear people saying that I am. I don't want to be insane. I'm afraid of what happens around me. I'm afraid probably of what I do to people. I'm afraid of what people do to other people. I'm afraid of Gotham because if I weren't, what would that make me? And it, this this issue is is moving. It's funny. Somehow it's lighthearted and incredibly profound at times. And this conclusion, man, did not see this coming for a mile. I mean, I I kind of felt it. But I feel like you could kill Batman, and I would be like, "Oh man, Batman's dead," and I would feel less surprised than this this end panel in which Bruce Wayne is on one knee proposing to Selina Kyle. And <laughs> I kind I can I can't say that I saw that coming, but it sure. was definitely an option of what was happening. Yeah. Like, okay, you can see Batman has gone to find Selina Kyle. You can hear this conversation about what do you want? And because we've been following Tom King throughout this whole entire, you know, Batman story in, in multiple arcs, and you see the relationship that Batman has with Catwoman because we know from the rooftop, raindrop, drop top, Selina and Bruce on a rooftop. Bad and bougie. We know that at the end of the day, it's kind of like, we can't be together as much as we would like to be together. We can't be together. So when I saw this come back around, I was like, Oh, are they going to have sex? Well, we, that happened already. Right. Um, we, we did that. Are they, is he going to stop being Batman? Probably not. Is he going to, I don't know, ask her to be with him? Or are they going to team up? That that seems kind of uneventful. Is he going to propose? I don't know. Like, it was just, I was kind of rotating through possibilities in my head. So, <laughs> yeah, when he yeah. started talking about a diamond, I was like, up, oh, okay. Now, see, and that's another part, too. Like, Tom King didn't just make this, uh, I'm going to have him get down on one knee and propose. It, he, he grounded this in the origin of Bat and Cat's relationship. Yes. That dime, when, when I met you on the boat, and Selena says, we met on the street. They right, fought about right. this before. On the boat, the diamond you stole. After I got it back, I bought it. And that, that expression on Selena Kyle's face was similar to mine, where Selena Kyle says, 
What? You did what? Like she she starts seeing what's coming, and I don't think even she can believe it's about to happen. And you know, I'm I'm just I'm so thoroughly impressed by this Batman run because it's showing me the character that I've seen for years, my entire life. I've grown up with Batman, and it's showing me a version of this character that I am profoundly invested in, right? And I haven't really seen before, and yet it still feels familiar. Like, how do you balance that? How do you do that? Great issue. Yeah, again, excellent stuff. Always. Right. Uh, We're going to move on to extremity number four. Before you and I got on uh, uh, the show, before we recorded, you told me something about extremity. You want to say that again? Yeah, I I think back on 2017, and 2017 isn't over, but I'm just thinking through my my experience reading comic books in 2017. And I've, I've... I've kind of had some conversations with myself and, and funny enough conversations with my wife about what are you going to do with all these comic books? What am I going to do with all these comic books? <laughs> oh, that question. You know, like you yeah. got a corner full of stuff. Like what's going to yeah. happen with this? And, you know, comic books are going digital. And, you know, do I need to buy every comic? Do I need to keep every comic? And kind of one of the things that I've concluded is I think at the end of every year, I want to go track down the writer and the illustrator of maybe one or two comics, mm-hmm. have them both sign it, get it framed, get it graded and hang it up on the wall. Kind of like a, my, a time capsule of my experience in comics throughout the years. The ones that really mean something to yeah. you. you. The mean, ones that yeah. mean something to me. The one, the stories that are like, Oh, that story. And the other, yeah. the other floppy issues, unless they're not, they're worth something. Yeah. So I, I really want to create a comic, comic book drive to do once a year to just sure. give away all these single issues to, you know, kids specifically underprivileged kids people of color women you know to to be able to to benefit from because i don't need all these comics and i'm probably never going to go read a comic from 2015 ever of course of course it's just not gonna happen it's just gonna sit there and get dusty so um and the things that i really do want the stories i really 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 want i will get hard covers of them and put them on my bookshelf but i start thinking about there's very few comics that really matter to me at the end of the year and Extremity, I think, is going to be one of them. Because this, this, I think, is the story that sticks out to me the most. One of the stories that sticks out to me the most of what I've read in 2017 so far. What is it about Extremity that appeals to you so strongly? I think the thing about Extremity that appeals to me is the raw emotion mm. that comes in, from this story. Mm-hmm. People are hurting People are trying to find themselves. People are struggling with their identity, their family versus who they want to be, who mm-hmm. they told they were going to be and what they should be versus what they think they are, you know, um, inabilities to be able to perform like they used to, um, loss of love, um, battle, uh, it's just like living it's up a lot. expectations. Yeah, it's it, a lot it's, wrapped it, in there. There's a lot that, there's a lot that connects with me emotionally. And when I read this book, I'm just like, oh, man. And then the violence is earned. Yes. Like, it's yeah. very violent. But at the same time, it's not blood gushing every single panel. Uh, when you're it happens, right. there's a purpose. And, and the interesting thing that Adam said that I think hits the nail on the head, there's no clear good guy. That's and right. There's no clear bad guy. The motivations of almost every side, every person, every perspective it's really well fleshed out when they do it in, in what, in what really seems like short periods of time. 
Like you get mm-hmm. it. I get it. I understand where a lot of these people are coming from. And it's hard for people to go, well, you're right and you're wrong. And I like that. I'm challenged by this book in ways, honestly, the button didn't challenge me. Sure. It didn't. Sure. It didn't challenge me. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. Absolutely know what you're saying. Most, most comic books I read don't challenge me and make me think and make me feel and make me emote and make me go, now, huh? Now, wait, now, hold on. Let me sit here. What would I do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and even, yeah, it's a lot, but that's, that's, that's the big picture. And issue number four continues with that. Um, yeah. And even they doing a great job of building the world, Mm -hmm. like issue by issue. I don't understand who everybody is and Mm -hmm. what every reference is, but that's okay because you're doing enough to make me want to keep pushing through. I was thinking like, I wonder if this is what people who were in the Dungeons and Dragons were like. Oh, okay. You, you know, know, I can see some of that too. Is There's some kind of, of Dungeons and Dragons thing. Yeah. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons is interesting. I, I love d and I played a lot of D&D when I was a kid. And as a grown ass man now, I wish I were playing D&D with my friends again, probably because I just want to escape this world. But that's a whole nother thing. But you know, the, the, the feeling of being submerged into another environment, some fantastic environment. And then the feeling of taking on a persona of someone who is more powerful than you are, who makes decisions that affect the world. I mean, that that feels exciting. That feels fun. I really love everything you said about Extremity, and I agree wholeheartedly. And this issue continues the momentum, and that's that's the most compliment I can give. It it keeps it going. I'm interested in seeing where we go with this. I want to learn who some of the characters are and get to know them better. I'm, I'm getting to know Thea, who I thought was the main character, and I think that's primarily the person that we're following, given mm-hmm. that the name of the issue is Extremity, mm-hmm. and it opens with her losing her arm. Uh, and her brother, Rollo, is having a hard time seeing himself as a warrior, and he's born into a family of warriors, but, you know... He's not the one. And, and, and then we, as the man, he's supposed to kind of like take the mantle, but the daughter is more like, it seems like capable and willing, even though she too is reluctant mm-hmm. to kind of follow in what the father is leading them in. It's really interesting. It is really interesting. I'm, I'm really enjoying this book. This uh, is more world build, building. We get a little bit of, uh, uh, I guess, insight as to why some of these characters are so upset jerome and the loss of jerome's wife and the person who did it and even the person who did it you want to say kill dag find him hunt him down murder him but then you have dag's wife like whoever killed your wife he's changed and even the man who made those yo it's just i knew this day would come but i'm not that guy anymore and it kind of seems like in a lot of ways it's, it's really interesting it's kind of like this is the way I look at it. It's like, let's say you wrong me, or depending upon your worldview or your faith, you call it sin, you call it whatever. You can be forgiven, but that doesn't sure. mean the consequences go away. Of course. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so I do. I do. Dad can change as a person, but that don't make them consequences go away. And I think that that's one of the big takeaways that I see in a lot of this, because a lot of the people who are being re- uh, like avenged and attacked and like a lot of the a lot of the stuff that's going on it seems like everybody from their perspective is kind of like i'm just reacting to the world around me yes like, yes it's not like 
I'm the bad guy and you're the good guy. It's like, we're all in this rough situation. We just try to make it. Yeah. You know? Agreed. And, and, maybe, and it, it feels I'm, like all of the tribes are being driven by a sense of vengeance. And, it, and that's why I think it's interesting. The character that I think is, is really cool. Shiloh, this assassin kick-ass robot yes when he is presented with this notion hey they're going to use your battery they're going to power this thing that's going to bring these creatures from the depths below come up and there's going to be more violence and shiloh's response a a machine that was invented to kill created to kill and fight shiloh's response is like man f this i'm fine i'm done i don't i don't want to be part of that i'm like it's what a compelling world to stay in it is this is a cool ass book. Extremity is excellent. I, even, I really like this issue. Even Rolo being like, come on, come with me. And after he takes the battery out, his dad's like, you choose this hunk of metal over your family. You're no son of mine. Rolo yeah. takes the robot, jumps in this like boat, airboat, and speeds up. You're just like, whoa, whoa, everybody just. Everybody slow down. Just yeah. listen to one another. Like, have a sure. conversation. Stop reacting. Like, can everyone just talk and mm-hmm. communicate? Because I just see all of these things unfolding like a good TV show. And you're just like, oh, no, just if you could just wait, just listen and just talk to him. You know, it's it's powerful. It's powerful. Yeah, very powerful. Terrific issue. Uh, You owe it upon yourself, if you read comics, to be picking up Extremity. It's a great book. That's that's our book. That's it. We did it. We did it. Woo! Yeah. So, um, like we said, hit us up at the various ways we've given you. Voicemail, 215-948-2742. Twitter, at Octavius A. Newman. At Adam Tedderis, hashtag AskCBJ to ask your questions. Leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Please share the Junto with a friend and invite a friend to join the Junto. Mm. Listen to our one-shot movie review of Wonder Woman and keep an ear to the street and your eyes on your uh, pot, wherever you get your podcast from, for our AskCBJ episode coming up on Monday. That's right. And that's what we got going on. Yeah. Oh, man, it feels good. It feels good to get back to it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Got anything that you're excited about coming up comic book wise for uh, next week besides Secret Empire number four? <sighs> Secret Empire number four. I am excited about it because I'm I'm curious how this is going to unfold. I've been enjoying it so far anyway. Um, and Man Thing will be over soon. I'm excited about that. <laughs> so you're excited that Man Thing's going to be over. <laughs> not excited to read it. <laughs> no, not really. I, I am excited for Black Hammer. I, I, I can't say enough how, how much I like that issue. Every time a new issue comes out, I really, really, really fall deeper in love with that. And the last one was one of my favorite issues so far, uh, the origin of one of the characters and how oh, actually two of the characters met and wound up where they are right now. So that's one I recommend. I know there's a trade out. You can pick that one up and get caught up. What about you? Something on the horizon? Darth Vader number one comes out. Yeah, um, that came out today, in fact. Wait, is that? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong joint. Charles um, Sewell. Yeah, Darth Vader number one came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this Black Panther and the crew, unfortunately, we know that's going to be ending, but that comes sure. out. Number three of that comes out. Sure. Um, I don't know. I have to look, but that's that's the most stuff that I've seen. Sure. All right. Sounds good. Oh, more Destroyer. I want more Destroyer. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be coming out soon. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Episode 27. I mean, 27. 72. Woo! Dyslexic. Yeah. Episode 72. <laughs> That's it. We love y'all. Until next time. Peace. Oh, oh, oh.